At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. Hi, this is Play Me A Recipe. I'm Melina Hammer, coming to you from my kitchen in Ackward, New York. Today we'll be making the wild salmon and fried sage gremolata from my new book, A Year at Capward Cottage, which is linked in the show notes and on food52.com. But first, let's gather ingredients. This is a pretty straightforward recipe. First, you'll be making a gremolata. And to add a little wild card to that gremolata and the overall experience, we're going to fry some sage today. You'll want a couple tablespoons of walnut oil and a handful of fresh sage leaves. That's about two or three tablespoons. So what's a gremolata? It is an Italian condiment made with just three ingredients. It's typically added to rich foods like asabuco. It's punchy, it's bright, it's so delicious, and really it's worth adding to so many more things. And it's really easy to make. For the gremolata, you're going to need the finely grated zest from three lemons, zest strips from a Meyer lemon and shave away any of that bitter white pith. Then with those strips, you're gonna slice them on a diagonal so they create long, wispy, chiffonade style strips. Then a tablespoon of finely sliced garlic scapes or garlic chives, or if you can't find either of those, just a teaspoon of minced garlic. You'll need also a teaspoon of finely sliced garlic chives for a little bit of that sweet garlicky quality that they impart. Finally, a little bit of sea salt and freshly ground black pepper, and that's your gremolata. Now comes the salmon. You'll need a pound of wild sockeye salmon, or any other kind of wild salmon, preferably because it will taste more delicious and it's actually better for you. Other options include king salmon, coho salmon, or kida salmon, and each of those has its own delicious, specific character. Sockeye is going to be the orangiest of salmons. The king salmon has the highest fat content, i.e. those fabulous omega-3 fatty acids. Any of the salmon that you can find. Just make sure that the filet is shiny, firm, and supple feeling, and then you'll know it's the freshest that you can find, and i.e. delicious for this preparation. To go with your salmon, you're going to need sea salt and freshly ground black pepper to season it, as well as a tablespoon each of extra virgin olive oil and salted butter, and lastly, one Meyer lemon, which you're going to cut in half horizontally. To make this recipe, you're going to need a cast iron skillet and a spatula to turn the fish. You'll need a small bowl to mix the gremolata and a small skillet for frying the sage leaves with tongs to turn them. You'll need a wire rack to strain the sage leaves and some paper towel. As the salmon cooks in the pan, it's super helpful 
to have a long handled spoon, kind of like tablespoon size, so you can baste the fish in the hot fat as you cook it. Here at Catbird Cottage in the Hudson Valley, my garlic chives are already popping. I harvested some and now I'm gonna chop some for the grimolata. If you're having problems finding garlic chives, for the extra teaspoon that's called for for the grimolata, feel free to just swap regular chopped chives. That allium will work in a pinch just as well and the whole dish will turn out equally deliciously for it. As I'm slicing the Meyer lemon strips, I like to stack a few strips on top of each other and then start methodically working my way along, kind of slicing long diagonal up the strips as I go. And then once I'm done, I feel like it looks like a lemon confetti. I think that's a good description. As I zest these lemons, I always think about this tip that I learned somewhere a long time ago now that I find really helpful and I hope you do too. When you're zesting, face the zester, the shaved zesting side up so that you can not only see the lemon and where you've already zested, therefore continuing along the lemon and not zesting further, but also you collect all of that fragrant, beautiful, fine, frilly zest in the zester and you can just wrap it on your bowl like this to empty it once you've zested the lemon fully. Can I just tell you this smells so good right now? I think fresh lemon in all of its forms is one of my absolute favorite things as a uplifting meal brightening element and there's so many ways to use the fruit. I have almost all of the lemon zested now and then I'm going to move on to finally slicing the strips. All of the gremolata needs now is a pinch of kosher salt or sea salt, a few grains of pepper. Now that the gremolata is made, I'm going to go get the pan hot to fry the sage. I'll see you back here in a few minutes. And we're back. This is Play Me a Recipe. I'm Melina Hammer, and today we're making the wild salmon and fried sage gremolata from my new book, A Year at Catbird Cottage. My pan looks like it is hot, and I'm gonna add the couple tablespoons of the fragrant walnut oil. One of the things I really like to see to test it is to see if the oil pulls to the edges of the pan quickly or if it sits kind of still viscous. Another way to test if the oil is hot is to use a sacrificial sage leaf and place it in the pan. It should sizzle immediately and that's what's happening. So I'm going to add some of the others. I like to do these in batches so I can retain control over how quickly they all cook. And for that reason, I also use a small skillet rather than a large one because I want to cook them in batches. And basically, once the sage leaves turn that bright green, about 30 seconds or so, turn them over to the second side. To strain the sage leaves after you've crisped them in the pan, it's nice to have a piece of paper towel set on a wire rack and set the sage leaves there, seasoning with a little bit of sea salt. If you have any of the walnut oil left, it's sometimes a really nice addition, subtle, but adds another layer, to add that to the gremolata and then just give it a quick stir. 
Now is the time to sear the salmon. So my pan, my cast iron skillet, looks nice and hot. I'm adding the oil and I'm going to add these fillets and I'm going to put them skin side down and then added half the butter and swirling it around the perimeter of both fillets so that as the butter is foaming it can get delicious contact with every side of the fish as they sizzle in the pan. Once your fillets are completely opaque around their edges and depending on how thick they are, you, if they're especially thick, I'd say have that opacity creeping up just a little bit around the sides. Then they're ready to turn. So just be careful. You never want hot fat to spit on you. But use a spatula and get under the skin and then turn each fillet. At this point, I usually add just a little bit more oil and the remainder of the butter so that there's ample hot fat to baste the fish in as it finishes cooking. And once again, I like to drag that butter around to both fillets. You should see how this is sizzling. It is lively, foamy, absolutely delicious smelling. Now comes, I think, an extra fun part. It's really important and it absolutely helps make for a better crispy skin, uh, beautiful fish filet, and the presentation is just stunning. Never mind the shatter that you get with the texture contrast from the skin to the buttery salmon itself. So what I do is I'm tipping the pan towards me using that long-handled spoon to baste the top of each filet along the entire length of both and just kind of on repeat over and over until I think they're ready. So I've moved the salmon from the pan to a serving platter and I've added the Meyer lemon halves to the pan. Everything is smelling incredible. There's the butter in the pan. That is so super fragrant. The lemons are starting to become fragrant. The fish smells incredible and buttery. And then there's still the sage from frying earlier. That smells incredible. There's a party going on over here. Now I'm plating the salmon. Sometimes it's a toss up. Do I want to showcase the gorgeous crispy skin or the burnished pink buttery fish? Today I am plating it with the crispy skin facing up. Listen to this. That is some crispy skin. All that's left to do now is layer these crispy sage leaves with the gremolata. Make sure to get a nice pile across each of these beautiful fillets. And then more of the sage leaves until you're finished. If you've got extra gremolata to top off, then do so. I even sometimes like to pour the remaining butter and oil mixture from cooking the salmon over the whole thing to make for a righteous, super buttery, deliciously layered experience. And then dig in. The salmon itself is burnished. The skin is crispy. The Meyer lemons are rosy brown, having been kissed till golden in the pan. And the fragrance of the gremolata combined with the sage leaves is out of this world. It's earthy and it's definitely bright and I'm looking forward to how those garlic chives add their special punch 
to the salmon. I'm gonna dig in right now. Mmm, 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 mmm. It's so buttery. So I went and ate this delicious dish outside at the picnic table here at the cottage, surrounded by all of the wonderful birds, all of the nature sounds. And I have to tell you, this is the way to do it. How did your version turn out? Those Meyer lemons kissed burnished and golden in the pan, complementing that fabulous crispy skin salmon. There's so many delicious cues here and all of it together is this like symphony on the plate. Thanks for letting me play you a recipe today. You can find me on Instagram at Melina Hammer and at Catbird Cottage, on the web at MelinaHammer.com, and my brand new gorgeous book, A Year at Catbird Cottage, Recipes for a Nourished Life. <laughs>